If you're a documentary editor who's looking to up their game a little bit um, and tell, well, create better documentaries, or if you're looking to get into it as well, um, also, if you don't really know much about documentary editing, this episode's going to be good for you. So that basically covers all grounds, I think, um, because we're going to be talking about the four things that make a good documentary. They're not probably the things that you're going to be thinking about because um, you may be thinking that it's probably quality of the footage. It's not. Um, we're going to be talking about the four top things that make a good documentary and how you as an editor can influence them. Hello, by the way, if you're new around here, welcome. Um, this is the video editing podcast from Unsplice. My name is Shiny. I'm the founder of Unsplice and your host. And um, if you are an, a video editor who is um, trying to escape your mundane job and move into video editing, Unsplice can help train you so that you can take back control of your time and say yes to work that you enjoy wherever you want to do it. So while other places may teach you about perhaps the software or teach you how to create one timeline, one edit, Unsplice has a strong focus on making you a career editor. So let's talk about the four things that make a good documentary. Um, I've put these in order of importance the way I see it, because I am by trade a documentary editor. I documentaries and commercials have done for 15 years. And um, so I've cut lots of different types. I've cut stuff for broadcast, for BBC, for Vice, um, and also branded content as well, um, which is something unto itself. And branded content, if you are unaware, is essentially a kind of a cross between a documentary and a commercial. You have a five minute film essentially told in a documentary format. And then at the end, you'll have a brand logo because it's sponsored by a brand. Um, as an example, you may have Nike um, does a story of an amputee that gets up at 4 a.m. every morning so that they can jog um, in their Nike trainers and so that they have enough time to get to the homeless shelter for 6 a.m. and serve their community. That is probably a perfect script for branded content. And in the end, you'll have Nike. Um, and it is essentially, rather than telling a story about a, a product, it shares the company's values. That's the main communication. Um, it's not selling products, it's selling a company's values. That's branded content, essentially. So this also applies to branded content as well as documentaries. So top of the list, in my humble and most other good editors' opinions, is a strong character. You really don't have a great deal of influence in this as an editor. By the time the footage comes to you, um, the characters have already been decided. But a strong character, nonetheless, really is going to make a documentary more or less watchable. So whilst you are not 
able to change the character itself as an editor, um, what you can do is pull out the qualities of the footage of that character and communicate that character in a way that the audience is going to like, bond and connect with. Um, there's the um, triumvirate of uh, they need to know, uh, like and trust the character essentially. So that is the number one thing that's going to make your documentary great is having a strong character. Um, number two is completely in your hands. And that is an intriguing story arc. So every film, and by the way, I have to just say that not every documentary is going to be about a character. It could be about... Um, it could be about a place, uh, it could be about a venue, it could be about a, you know, a, a club, a cult. There's lots of documentaries about different cults. That's also something. So it would be shown from the perspective of the cult um, or the venue and stuff. Um, so with that in mind, um, intriguing story arc. Every single documentary that is worth watching has a story of transformation or overcoming adversity and that goes that's true for every story really um if you think about it from this perspective then all of a sudden all of the decisions become a lot easier if you're trying to tell a story and you just have i don't know let's say um a client has come to you and they've asked you, they've got some loads and loads of footage of um, their gym. Let's pick something really boring. Um, uh, it's a gym and they're like, we've got loads of footage of, you know, classes going on. And da, da, da. Well, um, we're not trying to make an infomercial here. If they're asking for a documentary, well, we need to create some kind of story of transformation or overcoming adversity. So in that situation, you probably want to find someone, perhaps uh, someone who is unlikely, the least fittest, perhaps, um, and have them go through a transformation, an unlikely transformation, and come out the other end. And that is going to be, the, that's a story. That's a, a documentary story right there. Because without that, um, it's just a bunch of footage of a gym and it's an infomercial, essentially. You're, selling, you're then selling a product and not a transformation. Um, so um, that is how you can take content like that and then it, have it become branded content. Uh, so number two is an intriguing story arc. So think about a transformation or overcoming adversity. That pretty much covers all documentaries. And all great stories. Number three on this list. I have four. So this is the third most important. Apart from the character and the story. Um, is empathy. And that is empathy for the subject matter. And it could be a character. That could be, you know, it depends if the story is about a character. Then the viewer, the audience, needs to feel empathy for the subject, for that character. If it's about um, 
I cut recently, uh, I say recently, it was about a year ago, um, it was a documentary about a cult. So that's why that's kind of fresh on my mind, that subject matter. And um, we decided to change the perspective from that of a person because we didn't have enough footage to tell a story about one person. We told the story about all of the people that joined the cult from the perspective of the cult. So um, you can almost think about it like, you know, with reality TV shows, um, as a trashy example, Love Island, or, you know, there are so many different versions um, of the same concept, right? And it'll be, oh, Big Brother is another one that's international. Um, you have a venue, the Big Brother house, and everything is told from the perspective of the Big Brother house. Today on day 12 in the Big Brother house, this happened and this happened and this happened and then you on. And in that story, you have the characters who are doing their thing and they have their own story thing. You know, little things happen and, you know, someone has a lover's tiff. Someone is pissed because they run out of pasta um, and it was someone else's job to order the pasta, whatever. And um, so you can tell the story from the perspective of a venue as well. But of course, within that, you will have characters that you want to create empathy with. Now, there are a few ways that you can create empathy. And one of the main ways is to show flaws. Nobody likes a completely flawless person. Superman would not be um, nearly as entertaining if he was truly invincible. He is susceptible to kryptonite and love. And so those are his weaknesses. And without those, it wouldn't, wouldn't be an interesting watch. Um, we are, as humans, incredibly flawed. I'm incredibly guilty of this, but um, I have a loving and forgiving wife thankfully. Um, but empathy is something that we are looking for when we view these characters and we view these stories. So how can you create that? We show flaws. We show flaws in the, in, in the things they do, but not so much that they become detestable. Um, we still want them to be liked, but we need to have some flaws there. Otherwise they will feel infallible. Um, Another way to add some empathy is to add moments of reflection and also personality traits of the character. So we do tend to do a lot of deep thinking, even when we um, perhaps aren't supposed to. But even in the shower, it's a, you know, it's a time for us to ponder and... Um, we do our best thinking then. And so it is a great way to build empathy, to, to be able to read into the emotions of the, the character that we have on screen um, and create these moments of pause and reflection. And once we have those, we're going to see the human side of the character that we have on screen. And of course, personality traits um, are another way to build rapport trust and, and 
make our characters likable. Um, these are the same tools that people use to create anti-heroes, you know, by the very by the very nature within scripted, an anti-hero should not be liked. Um, take Deadpool as an example, you know, he by his very nature is an asshole and he shouldn't be likable. Um, but he is because he's relatable and he has flaws, flaws that we all share. And um, so we're able to build a build a bond with this person that we technically shouldn't. Um, so that is number three in what makes a good documentary. And so number four is um, not unimportant by any stretch or any means, um, but I just decided to go with four today because I wanted to keep the list short and because um, these really are the core. If you can got if you got these, you're good. Doesn't matter what the footage looks like. Um, if you got all of these things, then your doc documentary is going to be entertaining. Uh, number four is an interesting story. Now, this is something that you may not have full control over because in the pre-production stage, the documentary makers will have done a lot of research, a lot of research to find a story worth telling, characters that are interesting to watch. Um, and hopefully an interesting story. The reason they've gone to this film, this character, this person, or this scene is because um, there is an interesting story to tell. Now, whether that is uh, the story of the amputee who has uh, who was training for the their country's first ever gold in the Olympics, you know, that is an interesting story. But that is very a very base level, one sentence top line story. Extrapolating that into um, a documentary is obviously takes something else. Um, but an interesting story nonetheless is incredibly important. So when the filmmakers come and they've, they've gone out and they've shot this story of the, the amputee going through training and then going to the Olympics um, to compete, whether they get gold or not um, is irrelevant if you tell the story well. But that's the story. So they come back, they've given you all this footage. Here you go. Um, you now have to curate all of the information from all of those days of shooting and be able to tell the most interesting story using that footage. All they've shot really is this top line summary that we've just said, um, amputee competing for a gold medal in the, the country's Olympics. So without a, an experienced documentarian will already know, okay, I need this, I need this, I need this. And especially if their specialism is Olympic athletes training for their country, you know, that is a viable niche for a documentarian or a filmmaker. Um, so they may have done this loads of times before and they bring you all the perfect footage. You're like, oh God, this is easy. Chances are that's not the case. So um, it's up to you as the editor to pull the best 
bits from each scene, build the scenes in the most compelling order, more importantly, leave out the scenes and the information that really isn't pushing the story forward and have it culminate in a very satisfying resolution. Um, and that is how a good documentary is made. Um, that probably should have been higher up on the list, to be honest. But um, I think uh, because it's such an integral part of your job as an editor, um, creating, crafting this interesting story, I am... Um, uh, I think everything else that comes before is has a lot more importance on pe the people before you in pre-production. But telling an interesting story, goddamn, that's like that's that's you. And if you have a fantastic uh, edit producer, story producer, or director producer working with you, then they can definitely help you um, to build out that story. Uh, saying that on Friday the 27th of January um, which as from this live is in two days time uh, you um, uh, within Unsplice Pro there is a live workshop on how to tell a good story within documentaries so this is going to be a basic understanding of storytelling for documentaries um, also incredibly useful for branded content and if you are unlucky enough to miss the live workshop, um, of course, the recording is available within Unspice Pro. Um, but with the live, you get to ask questions on the fly. And uh, if you do happen to miss that, then in one month on the 24th of February, um, there is going to be a a workshop on how to tell a good story without a narrative, without dialogue. So if you work heavily within commercials, then that's going to be really, really useful for you because it'll help you understand how, when you've got like loads of shots of a, I don't know, let's say a Coke bottle, um, how can you actually just make the Coke bottle, uh, you know, 10, 30 second commercial how can you make that interesting? Because all the shots are just of a Coke bottle that doesn't do anything or say anything. Um, so that is what is going to be happening live in February. Um, head to unspliced.com forward slash pro to check that out. Sign up. You get access to all of the past workshops, including how to edit faster and how to edit um, music like a pro, how to... Um, your creative workflow, including how to build and edit in the most optimum order to tell, um, to make your life easier as an editor. And also all the technical stuff. If you're unclear and you're just starting your journey as a video editor, you're unclear on the technical side, there's a course within Unspice Pro called Technical Workflow, which will cover all the important stuff in an hour and a half. So that's the wonderful thing about all of this training is available in an hour and a half one evening you can just do it learn it and then implement it in your work and if you ever need to refresh your memory about what it is it's like oh i remember that but i don't remember that from that course you can go back and it won't take you long to just soak it up and go through it again
Um, if you have any questions about anything that we've spoken about on today's uh, episode, you can head uh, to unsplice.com forward slash pro, sign up for Unsplice Pro. I am in there. You can, I'm, every week there's a live session um, where you can ask any questions you like, but also we have a subject. So um, earlier today, there was one about exactly this. So how to, uh, what are four things that make a good documentary? What's the good things that make a documentary? Myself and Lulu, shout out to Lulu. Um, we had a good conversation about that, about the documentary field, um, how big it is and it's expanding and it's growing. And um, we also spoke about, you know, how documentary films are not just uh, National, Ge Ge National Geographic films, um, but they cover all sorts, you know, even, um, do you remember Tiger King? That's pretty much a documentary and, you know, there's just blowing up um, documentaries everywhere. So you can do that. Alternatively, um, I am sometimes in the comments in YouTube, uh, pop a question in YouTube, um, and if not, then uh, reach out to me. You can, if you like, if you're interested in one-on-one, uh, -on -one, so you and I working together to help you achieve your video editing goals, help you get your first paid job as an editor and help you progress onto the editing, the kind of jobs that you want to work on, perhaps it's documentaries, um, then we can help you work towards working for Vice or BBC or maybe National Geographic or maybe Netflix um, and we can help you get there. You can reach out, contact at unsplice.com. That's me. Um, thank you so much for joining me and um, I will see you next week. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.